0: Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Techless Radio. And of course, it is I, Be Bad. Special one for you all today because I'm just here with a couple girlfriends, my love, Beshiana and Kendra, and we decided that we just wanted to keep it raw and real and talk about the dating experience of today. And I decided that I would bring a couple of my girlfriends on for us to talk about our experiences with men, dating men and how we have grown as women coming through the trenches. So ladies, I just would love for you all to give like a brief little inter- introduction of who you are. You can say your name, where you're located, your age, if you would like, and your favorite TV show.
1: Hello, hello. I'm Bastiana. I'm 27 from Albania originally, but I live in Chicago And I don't watch TV, so I don't have a favorite
2: TV show.
0: We are going to change that.
2: Uh, Good luck. Hi, Kendra. Hello, I'm Kendra. (laughs) I turn 30 tomorrow. Uh, My parents are Puerto Rican and Colombian, but I am in Philly.
0: Baby, I just want to say happy birthday. Welcome to Dirty 30. (laughs) Thank you. I'm excited we're just going to talk straight truth. We're just going to be on our Cat Williams. We're going to spill the beans. We're going to tell the truth, tell it like it is, and just keep it real with everybody. Because I think a lot of times we say to ourselves that nobody wants to hear our story, but our stories have an opportunity to really impact other people in a way that can be helpful. So I just like to create spaces that allows for people to share those stories, because every story can be powerful. So with that, if you had to summarize your dating experience, Kendra, since you're about to be dirty- 30, you're now going to come into the 30s with the rest, well, at least with me. Hey, girl. I want, you to, I want you to think about three words that has described your dating experience over your 20s and B, I want you to describe your dating experience in three words from a cultural perspective. I'll give you a minute to think of your three words. Um, I know for all of us, one of those words is going to be traumatizing.
2: Gonna <laughs> hot fucking mess. <laughs> That's my three words. Hot fucking mess.
0: We like that hot fucking mess. Okay, Kendra, those are your three words for twenties. What you
1: got, B? <laughs> what the fuck?
0: Plain answer. Plain answer. So we got hot ass mess. And what the fuck? Why would you all classify your dating experience to be hot ass mess? And what the fuck? <sighs> According to so many people, you all are creme de la creme. You all are very much so high quality women. Any person would love to have you.
2: Why hot ass mess? Because So looking back at 2023, I dated three men. I dated a Latino. I dated a white, he was half white, half Asian, and I dated a black man. And they were all a hot fucking mess. <laughs> so I can't even just say it belongs to one group of men. Um, but my 20s, I, and also I was a hot fucking mess. Because you have, there's a learning curve. Um, so I can't say every man that I've encountered was the worst or the pits. I fumbled, but less on my side.
0: That's a very good point. Very reflective. And I think that's a beautiful thing that I see a lot of women doing today is saying to themselves, you know what? It takes two to tango and I could have had a hand in some of the experiences that I went through. And what I will do is learn from that because what I'm not about to do is go through that bullshit again. B, what the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck, girl?
1: What the fuck? Um... I think for me in terms of just regular regular experience and also goes hand in hand with the culture experience and just with overall the dynamic of a traditional typical family for me an immigrant family just like Kendra said it's like a lot of learning to unlearning type shit so growing up I never had a positive male figure to look up to or anything like that so Now, looking back at it, I'm like, I don't know what a healthy situation looks like. I don't know what an unhealthy situation looks like. And now here I am in this shit, like, what the fuck am I doing? So a lot of the what the fuck is not only as in, like, what the fuck are these men? But, like, what the fuck am I doing to attract this type of shit? And what the fuck am I doing to continue allowing this shit? Because I see patterns... And a lot of it comes back, and I was having this conversation earlier about how it's so easy to be like, I'm gonna put up this boundary, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. But then when it comes down to it, there's always that soft spot. And you gotta really like throw hands to that soft spot, like, are we there yet bitch or what's going on? So as much of, like, as much of it being other people's experience, the fact that we even crossed paths and shared that energy always makes you look back at yourself as well because it's like, what are we doing here? So that's been my experience. I feel like I've also dated kind of like all different kinds of people from different places and experiences and everything. And ultimately it all boils down to such similar experiences that then end up repeating itself whether or not it's coming from one side or the other, so.
0: I wanted to speak on that because, and we've talked about this like in our own side conversations, we've talked about how people have this amazing gift and it's called intuition. And it's really, really strong in women. And I think because men have opted for logic, they tend not to tap into intuition as much because they need to see things tangibly, physically, for them to say, like, this is law. But I feel. Like a lot of times women are really good at knowing things without seeing things. And it kind of speaks to what you were saying earlier, B, about that soft spot. We want to be compassionate. We want to be helpful. We want to be genuine. We want to be honest. And when shit isn't feeling good and that energy is off, we immediately feel it as well. Like I know there's so many jokes online and on social media where people are kind of like, Oh girl, you just acted crazy. He not cheating on you? Yes he is, girl. I saw it in a dream. And like men will laugh at that. They will literally laugh at girls being like, oh she's mad at you because she saw you cheating in her dream. Lo and behold, that motherfucker was cheating. So it's like let my granny get a dream about a fish. Somebody pregnant, but they call you crazy and they say and they say that on purpose because what they want us to not do is believe in ourselves. They want us to detach. From the skill that we have, that is intuition, from being able to understand things without seeing the tangible evidence, for us to know things just without not even having to be there. And they do a really good job gaslighting us to feeling like we're the crazy ones because we don't have tangible evidence. But baby, if you throw my pH off, that's all the tangible evidence I need. So like what are we talking about like what are we talking about so we have had conversations and I think this is important for us to talk about as women that when you know you know you don't need additional proof you don't need to go through his phone if it feels off it's because it's off and you just lead with that you don't need because because if you stay for that proof he gonna hurt you more girl (laughs) if you stay to get that tangible proof, you're going to be two babies and a divorce end and be like, I knew during the engagement party, this motherfucker wasn't shit, but I didn't have any proof. Sometimes by the time you get proof, it's too late. I also wanted to kind of touch on some of the things that you all shared in terms of lessons you've learned for yourselves. And a lot of times people aren't reflective after a breakup. And niggas are are so good at doing this. They love breaking up and then getting up under somebody else. They don't heal. They don't stop. They don't say, am I the problem? They don't do any of that shit. They, They break up with your ass and they be in a relationship the next week with some new bitch. While the woman is crying her eyes out. Going through rage and anger and questioning this and that. And at the same time, they she gets another degree. She opened up a business. She started a company. And that motherfucker's still asking for $20 and getting on the bus and sleeping on the air mattress. So it's beautiful that you all already have the skill set of understanding, being self-reflective. So, what are some of the lessons that you have learned? from your hot ass mess and what the fuck experiences that has propelled you into being better women.
1: So for me, it's just like you said, the intuition never lies. I am a avid dreamer and I'm always told that I'm crazy, but my dreams have told me about people being sick, dying and positive things as well. And it's never missed a T. um, and I think there needs to be a new word. Like people need to get more creative. It's 2024. Colin, bitch is crazy at this point. It's,
0: it's a compliment if you ask me.
1: It's like if something happens, like for example, running into a bum ass motherfucker at the grocery store, you know, I'd be like, oh, that's crazy. No, that doesn't even scratch the surface. It's not even a coincidence. It's just like, damn, life will really be like, yo, look at this shit. What were you thinking? Look at this from a new perspective. You know what I mean? So like today when I saw said bomb, I was like, damn, what the fuck was I thinking? Like in the wild would I have ever like been gravitating towards that? Like, why? For what? So the biggest lesson is just like, you know, people will pursue you and pursue you and pursue you. And once they got you, they're like, check, on to the next. And that's the problem, because there's a pattern here, at least in my experience. It's like you get pursued for such a long time. They grab you, they put you in their basket with the, all the other eggs that are in there cause it ain't just one of you. It ain't just one of you ever. Um, and it's like, I understand not having all your eggs in one basket, but some people do. And that's kind of, you know why people get to share these experiences together. But ultimately, it's just like, I had an inkling with my last situation shit um, that there was something going on. As soon as the lies get a little too extravagant, they get a little seasoned, they like, you know, really are building up and all that kind of stuff. It's just like, why go that far when you could literally just tell the truth? And that's the biggest thing that these men want to come to the table with. I just want someone that can be real with me. I just want this. I just want that. And as soon as you're real, motherfuckers scram because they don't know what to do or how to handle it. So it's like, how do you show up as an authentic, powerful, strong woman that all these men seem to want without scaring
0: these bitch ass men away? Cause they wasn't men to begin with.
1: Exactly. And at the end of the day, I just see a lot of recycled material, whether it's, you know, the conversations we've shared before, the three of us, where it's like, was I dating that man or was I dating his last girlfriend? Because what's the point of dragging this on for however long? Because no matter how far we take this, like you said, 50 kids later or
0: not, you weren't a shit from the beginning. And I knew that. So what does that make me? It would make you quote unquote crazy. For leaving that motherfucker at the altar, like, oh my God, she just woke up one day and, and hated him. No, baby, she had a dream. And sometimes that's that's all it takes. So who do I really hate? You learned that you're not gonna make the same mistake twice. You just you mm-hmm. just not gonna make the same mistake twice. And you made a very good point because many times those men, especially like those men who are playing a game, they are showing up as their representative, they are not showing up as themselves that representative was designed by the last couple of girls he's been with. So like, really? We be falling in love with the other women that prop that man up because he is a shell. (laughs) (laughs) Because he is a shell of a person. Kendra, what have you learned, my love? I have learned to stop
2: fucking dating down. Stop dating down. And I'm going to say the reason that I even took that course is because we know like the ratios off men just have way too many options. So the men that I feel like are on my level have supermodel options. And I'm just like, do I really want to compete? It's not even about competing at this point because you you step down. You're like, all right, let me go to the the man who should be looking at me like I need to marry this woman and then they turn out to just be milking me so that they can prepare themselves for the next person that they're trying to bamboozle or that they're trying to suck on their empathy and so that's what i would say i've learned to not sell myself short like now that i am standing in my in my true energy i'm attracting the men that i should be attracting without having to compete so it's never been about competition. So yeah, don't take down. That that's what I gotta say.
0: That is a motherfucking word because it's that fucking soft spot that they teach. Cause I don't really think that I think all humans when they're born inherently have soft spots, but I think they teach women to lean into our soft spot and they get rid of the soft spot that men have. They really exploit the Fuck out of that soft spot because, and I'll just share this from like a black woman's perspective, right? Because between Tyler Perry to every motherfucker with a mic, black women are supposed to date down. We are supposed to understand that systemically and due to racism, due to so many economic turmoils in our community, that black men are just not going to be where they're supposed to be. And we're supposed to love them regardless. But the unfortunate thing is that so many of those men, and this isn't just black men, it's many men in general, but I'm speaking about my community at this this time. They are tyrants unless they have money. They are tyrants unless they are where they want to be in life. And many of them say because of what they have gone through as a black man, they can't get to where they want to be. But unless they are where they want to be, they're not a very nice person to be around. And they do very evil things like cheat and deceit and lie because they want to they want to be something that they're not because they're not confident in who they are.
2: Same. Like, even before you get to the cheating and the lying, just make building a personality off of your shortcomings and like trying to get somebody to be with you because you. Like, oh, I I had such a terrible childhood. Like, you should feel bad for me. And that works. Unfortunately, it works. And then you turn around and you, you lie and you cheat. So even just that being the stepping stone is
0: foul. We already starting off on shaky grounds, <laughs> basically, right? So my love, you are speaking to a lot of women, I think, that need to hear that. And like, it's no shade. And I'm not going to even put all your business out there. But like... Kendra, you should be dating millionaires. Like, like you should literally be dating executives and like motherfuckers with oil rigs. Like, and I, and I know what you do. <laughs> so, like, and and you say to yourself, like, I am cognizant of what the men in my community have gone through and I have empathy for them. But time and time again, it has shown us that whether that motherfucker is going to be the garbage man or the CEO, they're going to have some type of shortcoming. And what I have noticed is that the shortcomings with the motherfuckers who are not where they want to be will typically ruin your life (laughs) because a motherfucker who is, Where he wants to be and I keep saying and I want a lot of men to hear this part when I say this I am specifically saying be where they want to be. That's why I'm not putting a financial number to anything right now I have not said because black men don't make enough money. Like we understand the economic setback But who are you? Who do you want to be? Who do you aspire to be without a woman and not for a woman's gaze or not to gain women? Who are you? when you go to bed on your air mattress and are you happy with that? Because some motherfuckers go to bed on their air mattress and they cool with where they are. So they don't mind being a stay at home dad and they don't mind helping out with the kids and cooking a little dinner because go wife, go wife, go wife. Cause they happy with who they are. But a lot of men are not happy with who they are. A lot of men are not happy with where they're at and they take that anger out on the women around them. We understand the economic setback of a lot of the men in our community, but that does not mean that you then have to baby a grown ass man. That does not mean that that is your responsibility to carry him to the finish line. And that is not your responsibility to put up with bullshit because you understand what he has gone through. Because guess what, my love? You too are a woman of color. You too are a black woman. You go through bullshit too. So stop exerting that energy and use it for yourself. And when you find somebody who has enough energy to pour into you, then you go ahead and use the energy you've been holding on and pour back into them. What has been your experience dating men who have a mother wound? Because that has been a beautiful lesson that you have learned to not date down. And I just want you to share, if you feel comfortable, any insight for the ladies who are so empathetic that they're like, no, but he needs me. Because I want to break that stereotype right now
2: in my last experience (laughs) like dating down to someone who had a mother wound you're you're inheriting the guilt that they want their mom to feel and it's just like you can't be you can't shine you can't have problems because your problems remind their their mother's problems, so you got to be put together because they don't want that but then they also want that emotional like they want like that umbilical cord kind of relationship that they had with their mom. So that that's the, the mother wound like addressing that, but dating down going uh, circling back to like the dimming your light. You have, you have to dim your light for them. Like you can't in my last relationship, he felt like I was too eccentric. Like my topics would go from too many things. Like he couldn't follow my train of thought. Or he thought I talked too much. He thought I, anything, everything just seemed to set him off. And then you you start to wonder, it's because he can't keep up. He can't have the conversations with you about current events. So now he's starting to feel overwhelmed. (laughs) When we broke up, it was an on and off relationship. The first time we broke up, the motherfucker said to me, he was just like, you're a 10. And I feel more comfortable with sevens. And I didn't understand what that meant. I really did not understand what that meant until we had like a full circle moment. <laughs> and then I realized I was like, oh, no, he meant that quite literally. He could not live up to be my boyfriend. And he resented me for that. Like he didn't feel like he could feel the shoes of the man that he felt like I belonged with. So that's what you're always going to be competing against. When you're dating down, he's always going to think of the man that you should be with. And he's going to resent you because he's not that.
0: Oh, Jesus. That was a fucking word. Kendra.
1: I feel like a lot of times people are so embedded in proving what they have done for said mother or whoever. And in my past experience, I will say the last few people I've dated have been either, like, from a single mother home or from, like, a family that has divorced. So me coming from a single family home and them coming from a single family home, there's obviously a lot of shit that both parties come with. Um, But ultimately, with my last situation, it was always like, oh, I got to take care of... My mom, I gotta do this, I gotta do that. Like, I gotta take care of my mom, I gotta take care of my sister, I gotta take care of all these women that are so important to me that I love so much, but I'm gonna treat you like shit. And then I'm confused as to where I got that from. I'm confused as to why my mother is all the way at this big age still struggling to fend for herself, but it's because she dealt with motherfuckers like you when she was at the age of having you. So now you're just repeating the cycle and you wanna talk about how much you hate your daddy and all this stuff, but you are a dad now and doing the same shit your daddy did. So it's like, where is the accountability? And I get it, you didn't have that role model and all that stuff and people wanna talk about, oh, I wanna give my child the life that I never had or I wanna give this experience and all this kind of shit. And it's like saying it is one thing and doing it is a whole nother thing so many dots that are not connecting because people always show up with their potential self versus where they're actually at it's like oh you ask somebody like what do you like to do in your free time oh i like to sit at cafes and do research and do this and do that and all that kind of stuff and it's like th- these motherfuckers like have never set a step foot into a cafe or open their laptop to do any research So it's like, what are you actually studying? Like, what are you actually doing to better yourself? It's one thing to say the shit, but it's another thing to actually do it. And you can always tell by the way a motherfucker moves if they're about it or if they're not. Um, So, yeah, I feel like in my personal experience, just speaking from like the woman perspective, I feel like there's a lot of ways that like I mother my own mom and a lot of men do that for their single mothers and stuff like that but that same energy needs to be reciprocated when it comes to taking care of someone that you are potentially going to make the mother of your children.
2: And I'd like to touch on that because mama's boys, they're still so invested in their mothers and meeting their mother's needs that they don't have the capacity to meet your needs. And so now you're the burden when he should be taking care of you. That's the point of partnership.
0: It is absolutely sad. But ladies, as you all have started to Learn about yourselves. You've kind of learned like what you have gone through through your experiences, and you have said to yourselves now, I'll, never again. And it's a part of growth. You know, it's like you learn that there are things that mean more to you in a person than superficial things or materialistic things. So, what are some things that you all have started to notice about yourselves that mean more to you in a relationship and in a partnership than? when you were younger?
2: So so I actually come from a two-parent household, but I have dated a lot of men from single-parent households who live with their moms. And I asked myself, why? Like, what what allows that gap, you know? And it's because my father came from... A single parent household but he made himself into a man who took care of his family regardless of what his background was so i always saw that potential um or like i i'm very close to my father so i'm just like if my dad can do it another man can do it and i always had that like just letting them sell me their potential and i remember in my last relationship we were having an argument about not him, not living up to his potential. And in that conversation, I saw a meme and I'm sure you all saw it because it was on like the Justin LaBoy page, <laughs> but it was, it was something about potential is just what I would do in your position. So, I, and I remember reading it while on the phone with this person. I'm like, fuck, like, that's exactly correct. Like, the reason I'm still here is because I'm thinking about everything that you would do, that I would do if I were you. I used to, like, 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 lax men. I'm like, oh, you're going to grow up into something, but we're going to grow up together. Like, now I'm past that. Before I was very, like, I used to stay away from men who were, like, too serious or too routine. Like, I didn't like that. Now that's just super attractive. You got a routine. You wake up at 5 and you go to the gym. You Fine as hell. Before that was intimidating, or that'd be like you know you take life too seriously. Um, so that was that's been the shift
0: I've noticed. Oh, that's uh, that is speaking to my Capricorn stellium, baby. I love me a routine. I love me some stability, some routine. So B, as you have matured, what could you put to the past that you're now like I can't I can't go without.
1: So I feel like. For me, as someone who is in the nannying field, I've seen all kinds of togetherness, um, whether it's married people, single parents, whatever the case is. And I feel like that goes hand in hand with a lot of the experience that I've had for myself because I see the people, for example, I used to be someone that's like, oh my gosh, like if they have like a, you know, like you said, like a degree or a good job or make at least a decent amount of money um, or just at least just show up as a decent human being. Like, you know, I'm very simple. All I want is like honesty and intentionality, and I'm cool. Um, but nowadays, it's like you gotta keep digging for that. But going back to what I used to use as my examples, because, like I said, I didn't come from a home that I would wish to ever repeat. Um, so I would use the families that I used to nanny for and that I work for now as kind of just like, not even just like a mentor or a role model but just like an actual role model of like a family dynamic um so i see the different dynamics where it's like mom and dad are both working or just dad is working mom's at home and it's like seeing the teamwork um seeing that when it comes to just simple things that have nothing to do with you know the kids or like the household or whatever just like with each other and seeing that dynamic i feel like that's very important to me so just like the act of just understanding and togetherness. Um, And I feel like in my last few situations, I feel like I've always been more so concerned about myself, the person, and then us as a unit. And I feel like something that I look for now is just like that intentionality and togetherness versus anything else. Because you could be someone, for example, That doesn't make the most money in the world, but you could show up in so many other ways. And that will always hold more value for me, at least, than a dollar bill or whatever the case is. Because you can always, you know, you can always get a better job, but you can't always be a better person. So,
0: A lot of people don't realize that who you are as a person, your integrity, what you stand up for, that opens more doors than all that other shit. And people don't really understand that. I like that. I like that. I'm unfortunately not in a space in my life. And you want to know something? I feel like as you get older, you're not going to be in that space anymore, too. Uh, But money matters. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm... (laughs) I asked, I the I'm like, oh, what's he do for a living? And I glass door the fuck out of that shit. And i would be like, mm, how much does he make? In what state? Mm, how long have you been in that at how long you been in that position? How long have you been in that job? No, oh, okay.
1: <laughs>
0: like unfortunately, my Capricorn stellium does not allow me to date broke men either. So <laughs> and I've just gotten to a space in my life. Hello, 34. Where I don't, I don't have a problem saying that out loud <laughs> and you'll get to a space where you won't have a problem saying that shit out loud either. You'd be like, are you a good fucking person? Like right now we're talking about it in theory and we have these lessons and now we're open about what we're looking for. But it's going to get to a point where a lot of, and I I think I just had a guy say this to me the other day. He's like, damn, is, is this an interview? I want to be like, kind of, sort of, because my, my time is important and I know exactly what I'm looking for. And I can ask you certain questions and I can figure out in a second, if you're a colorist, a misogynist, a sexist, listen to red pill content, hate your mother. Like I can ask like three, four questions and be like, this won't work out. And then I don't have to waste my fucking time. But that's the beauty of like getting older, having experiences. But that's the thing, not just having like traumatic experiences or experiences in dating or experiences with men. And this will be my question for for the two of you. Just like life happens to all of us. So what life experiences have you had that has shaped the way that you have dated? I'll just give my example. My life experience of decolonizing Christianity for me, because I grew up um, very religious, going to church like three times a week. (laughs) Me decolonizing Christianity for myself And just kind of like removing the whiteness from it and really just understanding where it comes from. That shows up in my dating space where I'm not really open to dating overt conservative Christian people. Like if you're a person that goes to church three times a week and it's God this and Bible this and this. I we wouldn't be that compatible because I would say that I'm more spiritual than I am religious. And if you're going to look at my amethyst and say that I'm a witch <laughs> or you're going to see my like evil eye pendant and be like, you're going to hell, we're, we're just not going to work out. So what life experiences have you all had that has shaped the way that you now date?
2: Strictly life experiences. I am the youngest and the oldest is 10 years older than me. So I got to see him go through all of those stages while I was still fairly young. Um, I got my first set. My first nephew came when I was nine. And then he had, <laughs> and then he had a set of twins when I was 16. Um, And I took, like, they were, I was very involved with their, their infancy. And I like, that shit was never glamorous. Like I looked at babies and I was just like, oh my God, you're, you're a nightmare. Like, I don't want to have you anytime soon. So having that background, I never, I didn't go into adulthood seeking a family necessarily. Like, I'm just like, no, I know how much work this is. So I got to make sure that I'm ready. And I always thought about dating in that respect. Um, So I never, never really had like the fairy tale. I never chased the fairy tale, I should say um and unfortunately when you don't chase a fairy tale you kind of push away the serious men and you get what's left over because the serious men are looking for the women who are chasing the fairy tale uh not all of them but they're like oh you're not so serious go go date with whoever you want to end up with um so that I feel like that has shaped me ending up with unserious men because I'm not looking to get married in a year so since I'm not on that timeline like a lot of people filter through the, the bound, not a lot of people get through the filters that women who want to get married in a year have. Um, So I would say having a very sober understanding has both been great, but also terrible because you you get what I'm saying.
0: (laughs) I'm in a space right now where like, if men are like, yeah, babies, exit stage left i'm not i'm not that interested b how about you boo
1: well again being a nanny has uh been the best birth control that i could ever be on um and my sister having four kids um add that on top i am i am good off of that and if a man ever tells me i'm gonna put a baby in you i'm gonna take it as a threat and i'm gonna call the police because
0: yes yes that- i ju- oh my god i will get my gun if you're like i'm putting a baby in you the way they taking away abortion rights that is a threat on my life i'm getting the police involved that is yes, not sir. a fucking compliment on some
1: real shit i don't really necessarily know if there's like any life experience that has made me like look for or not look for a certain thing in somebody um just because like those conversations were never really had in my household it was just like my grandma used to be the type of person that was like they like you they love you they leave you and i'm like well damn It's just like, that's kind of the, the words that were said to me whenever I would go through some stuff or like go through like a little heartbreak. It's like, don't worry. They like you. They love you. They leave you no matter who it is, anybody and everybody will do that. And I'm like, okay, well, what do I look for then? Like, what am I, what am I chasing? You know, all that kind of stuff. So, um, coming from a single family household, I've always seen like my mom get it done with or without somebody, but then it's like at the end of the day, do I really wanna go into this shit with that mindset? No. Because I'd rather not do this shit on my own. Um So yeah, I mean, I don't really know if there's like, you know, like um Kendra was saying, I never really had a fairy tale that I was chasing or anything like that. Um, I never really had um, something that I was like looking to fulfill. It was just like finding like we talked about earlier, a decent person to just experience life with. And I used to be the girl that was like, I'm going to have all these kids and have my own little farm and do this and that. And I'm like,
2: yo, let's just make it to bedtime. Okay. (laughs) On the other side of 30, the people that were rushing for the fairy tale are now divorced. Like that shit's crazy. I have so many divorced friends. I'm just hitting 30. I feel
1: like also with that, being a child who was had to try to save something, I would never want to do that to my own child one day. I love my mom, but she should have left my dad before any of the three of us were had. And I don't want to be that. I don't want to be that delusional girl that's like, oh, I'm going to be pregnant and then this baby's going to save everything because it's not. And then this child grows up with all these fucking question marks and what the fucks. And it's like, hello, you had your fun. You had me like, is what the fuck is going on? So I feel like that has affected a lot of, you know, my experience in this world and the different things that I do look for and stuff like that. But because of because of the way that people are moving these days, a lot of people are not moving with intention. And then it's a oopsie. I got pregnant. And then it's a oh, but I feel so bad. I don't want this child at all, but I'm going to have it because I can't stand to end this when it should have never happened in the beginning. And then I'm going to raise this child and have this resentment and have this nasty relationship with this child with the person who helped me create this life. And then it's like, you're literally creating the same shit that we're even having this conversation about. And nobody goes back to where that started from. Because with said person, they had another child before, you know, we were ever a thing. And then I found out there was another child after we were a thing. But that was a whole nother situation. And there was one point in this time together that I possibly thought that there may have been a child involved with me attached to it. And it's just like, people pretend like they're so like, oh, I'm going to be there, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And it's like, all of that extra shit is not anything because you're not actually going to be here to nurture said child. And when it comes down to it, it's like not even the extremes of, oh, what if the child has this or that? It's like every single fucking day is going to be hard, whether, you know, whether you like it or not. You know, I see it all day, every day. And it's like, nobody should have to do that shit alone. There's some people that want to do that shit alone, but if you did not sign up to do that shit alone, there's no reason you should be. And whether y'all are together, whether y'all decided to be divorced or whatever, you showing up doesn't end when that relationship ends because that child was created, whether you liked it or not. So I feel like it goes so much deeper than like what a lot of people take it. It's like, oh, I got this child. I could do this on my own. I don't need nobody's help. And it's like, no, you do. It takes a community. It takes a village. Not just you and your baby daddy. It takes it takes everybody. So I don't feel like people have brought in their lens big enough to accept the responsibility that it is to create a life, to nurture a life, and to just you know have everything that comes with it. So people really got to be careful. And unfortunately, I've been in places where I've not been too careful, and I always come back to this because I'm just like, damn, I do not want to repeat what I went through but I don't know what it looks like or feels like to experience what I didn't experience. So what really am I looking for? What do I have as a reference point?
0: And yeah, this might be picky, but I hate when men say, I want a wife and I want children. And I'm specifically looking for someone who says, I want to be a father and I want to be a husband because that's absolutely different from wanting a wife and wanting some kids. Because I want a wife. I technically want like all the all the quote unquote duties of a wife, I want, I want her too. A husband don't do nothing. He's not gonna be no goddamn help. I want a wife. <laughs> I too would want a wife. Everybody wants a wife. But do you actively think about you as a husband? Because that framing. And that thought process is completely different from a motherfucker who wants a birthing center, a cook, a prostitute, (laughs) a maid, and a mommy. Someone who says, I want to be a husband, understands that there's going to be work involved. And someone who says they want to be a father, not just have some damn kids, understands that there's going to be responsibilities and work involved. And call me picky. But I don't care. The moment a guy is like, "I want kids and I want to and I want a wife," I'm like, "Ugh."
1: I don't even feel like that's being picky because if you think about it, nine out of ten times, the men that are saying this shit are the same men that are like, "I want to have kids so they can carry my legacy." What is your legacy, my
0: love? <laughs> you, want you want your kids to not be shit either. Pick Look, a struggle. Real. Your legacy is two pair of Jordans and a Toyota Camry. Shut the fuck up. Exactly hate that phrasing i hate that phrase as well i want something to carry on my legacy and because you don't need children to carry on your legacy you don't even need children to carry on your name what are you doing in the world to leave a legacy for yourself because apparently oprah don't got no goddamn kids but when that woman passes away there's one hell of a legacy (laughs) <laughs> like, a lot of times, men who say that, what comes to my mind, those are individuals who know that they're not going to amount to anything, so they hope they the- they hope their kids do. And that is a selfish reason to be bringing in life. What is some dating advice you would give to twenty one year old you? This is the dating advice that I would give to myself, damn. 13 years ago, I just had to say that out loud. I was like, 13 years ago, Jesus. I would tell 21-year-old B that you can give up. (laughs) That it is okay to give up. And this is like very specific to my experience. Seeing my parents be married for 34 years was a great thing. But I think it also warped my perception of what I was supposed to put up with in relationships where I had this understanding of like making it work because my parents made it work, seeing it through because my parents saw it through. And I would tell 21-year-old B, like unless that nigga puts a ring on your finger, you can give the fuck up. You don't have to do anything that you don't want to do if you feel like it's not going to make you happy. You don't need to be sacrificing for no motherfucker who didn't put no ring on your finger. Like, you can give up. You don't need to see it through. <laughs> you don't need to compromise. You don't need to make amends. Like, you all are dating and majority of the time it's puppy love anyway. The Have your fun and you can move on. You don't need to prove yourself and you don't need to Feel like you have to weather the storm. Like, that is a nigga you met on your college campus. You can give it up. (laughs) Kendra, what would you tell 21 year old Kendra?
2: To be the woman that you want to be and let that attract what it attracts. So don't waste time like fitting into someone's view of like what the perfect woman looks like. Don't be accommodating. Like be the woman that you see yourself in 30, 40, whatever, 50 at that age. Go ahead and channel that energy and let that attract whoever fits into that energy instead of playing small.
0: We are no longer playing small over here. Actually, I have become more confident and sometimes I err on arrogant these days (laughs) because we are definitely not playing small over here b what would you tell 21 year old deshyana something that has stuck with me over the last
1: few years when it comes to dating or just showing up in the world is that nobody is you and that is your power um so it's just showing up like um kendra said as your true authentic self and not letting anything shake that And if motherfuckers don't like that, they can choke Um, and just trusting your intuition and realizing that like, you don't have to convince anybody of anything. When somebody feels a certain way about you, they'll let you know. And when it's time to let go, let go. Shit.
0: Thank you ladies for being here. I appreciate this conversation more than you all know. I have grown to love the both of you all you both have a special place in my heart because this is what true sisterhood looks like this is what true community looks like again happy birthday Kendra I know it's a countdown going on right now happy birthday my love welcome to dirty 30 girl it's only gonna go up from here I'm telling you (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much ladies